everyone, welcome to the 2021 Final Four Picks Show. College basketball season's winding down. We only got three more games, um, and I'm excited to watch these. You know, not your typical Final Four by any means. Don't have, I mean, you got UCLA, but other than them, you know, don't have the Duke, Kentuckys of the world um, up there. So, um, should be some fun games to watch. But before we get into that, let's take a little bit of a look at some of the news that's dropped over this past week. Starting off, um, one of the biggest coaching news things of the week, Roy Williams has retired as the North Carolina head basketball coach after a 33-year coaching career, um, 18 of those at UNC and 15 at Kansas. Um, and it's just, you know, Roy Williams is just a coach that, you know, is going to be up there forever. He's not a guy, like, honestly, at this point, Coach K, Coach Cal, I am not a big fan of it all, but Roy Williams was never on their level for some reason. Um, I always <laughs> I always still liked Roy Williams, so um, sad to see him go, but, you know, at 70 years old, um, it makes sense. So it'll be interesting to see what happens here at UNC, who they who they decide to go after. One guy I thought they could potentially go after until I saw the news break a, like an hour later was Chris Beard. Um, and that's because Chris Beard is now the head basketball coach, coach at the University of Texas, which uh, personally, I, I don't like the move. If I'm Chris Beard, I don't think besides the only reason I think Chris Beard has to move from Texas Tech to Texas would be because he went to Texas. Um, other than that, I think Texas Tech, he's going to have just as good recruits as he will at Texas. At Texas Tech, you don't have to compete with football. You know, the Texas basketball program, no matter how good they are, is always going to be second to the football program. Um, no matter what, I mean, just look at Alabama. Alabama basketball, you know, <laughs> was a two seed coming off the SEC um, championship in what are they, you know, they're still a football school. No one really gives a crap that they, you know, aren't in the tournament anymore. Um, so I just think it's kind of a strange move for Chris Beard here. I I personally wouldn't have done it. Um, but you know what? Whatever he wants to do, I guess. So we'll see how it works out at Texas. Um, I personally don't envision it going great. I would assume that he will probably be, <laughs> be somewhere else in yeah, four to five years here. But um, who knows? It could be a lifelong hire. You know, it's working out for Michigan. Um, so bring him back to one Howard. So good work out here at Texas. Um, another coaching news that happened over the week, the Paul hires Oregon assistant, Tony Shutfield. I think this is a great hire. You know, Oregon has been a powerhouse out in the PAC 12, um, the last few years here, you know, people will kind of sleep on because it is the PAC 12. Um, but we saw in this tournament here that the PAC 12, you know, has done a lot. So, um, I think this should help out the Paul a lot in the big East. Hopefully, you know, if the Big East, you know, has a little bit of down like they have been in the past, or in the, this year here, hopefully DePaul can maybe make a run. Um, and a little bit of player news here in college basketball. I have quite a few transfers. Um, not going to get into all of that, all sorts of players transferring. But one player that I do want to talk about, Cade Cunningham, declares for the NBA draft. Surprising to no one, you know, no one, no one thought he would be coming back for a second year. Um, and it really honestly, would it make sense to go back for a second year at Oklahoma State? Because um, Oklahoma State, I would guess, is more than likely going to be serving a postseason ban next season, unless they, unless their appeal goes through and and, and all of that nonsense. But um, it was fun to watch him this year. Um, great player, you know, didn't make it as far in the tournament as I would have liked to see. You know, it would have been fun to watch him play a few more games. But um, you know what, Oregon State made a good run, so um, congrats to them. Um, another little bit of 2022 um, news for college basketball. The Maui Invitational teams were announced, um, and personally, it's a it's a pretty lackluster <laughs> lackluster crew of teams. I mean, first off, you got Texas Tech in the mix with you know now without Chris Beard, who knows what the heck Texas Tech's gonna look like. Um, San Diego State, not a bad team by any means. I do like San Diego State. 
Um, and they definitely deserve it of a, of a tournament like the Maui Invitational. Um, and Ohio State, obviously a good team, was a two-seed in the tournament this year. Um, and Creighton, a five-seed, not bad. But the other three here, um, Arizona, you know, Arizona wasn't a bad team this year, just had the postseason ban, so obviously they weren't, I'm not going to say not trying as hard, but, you know, they didn't have necessarily the motivation um, and Louisville was a on the outside of the tournament looking in, so that's not a terrible move. Um, but Cincinnati, I just I don't really see Cincinnati. You know, ever since McCronin left, um, the Cincinnati team hasn't been nearly as good. And this Arkansas team, while I do like them and they were a lead eight team, I just don't think they're going to be nearly as good. So um, while there are some definite names here and some up and coming teams in this Maui Invitational. Um, field it's just it feels like a, a field that's not hasn't been as good as some years you know we don't have don't have any traditional blue blood in this you know probably the most quote-unquote blue blood ish school would be ohio state and they are far from a blue, blue blood school um so um that i mean personally i don't care it's gonna be a fun tournament either way when you got bill walton and dave pash um calling games from hawaii it's always fun so um excited for that but it, yeah it's not a it doesn't seem like as great of a a great as a field as we've had in the past um the last bit of news here before we get into the picks for today's games um sweet 16 viewership is up hitting all-time highs since the 1993 sweet 16 um which does make sense considering it's played on saturday and sunday this year as opposed to friday or thursday and friday um but personally i hope this doesn't doesn't make them switch it because i did not like watching the elite eight on monday tuesday um and it wasn't even so much you know there's people complaining about how late the games were and stuff like that uh, i mean sure yeah that, that is an issue with me but that's not as big of the issue it just didn't feel it, it just doesn't feel watching you know coming off the sunday game um you know and the work week starts back up you don't exactly what the monday <laughs> the monday game just feels weird um and then tuesday it's like what are we doing here it just doesn't it didn't feel like we were playing games to decide who was going to the final four so um i personally didn't like the monday tuesday games hopefully we get rid of that next season um i would assume we would i would assume we'd go back to the normal schedule but um you never know so that about wraps that up for some college basketball news so let's take a look at these two games here today Starting off in the first game, Houston taking on Baylor. Houston is five-point underdogs coming into this game. Um, Houston is sixth in the hot tip bet rankings. Baylor, the number two team. Um, both these teams, very good season. Houston 28-3 and three on the season. Baylor 26-2. and two. Um, And this Houston team, I, I honestly, I was really wanting to be on Baylor in this game. Really want to. I really want that Baylor-Gonzaga national championship. But this Houston team, maybe they didn't have as good a competition. But they just, they're just so good. You know, 7th in adjusted offensive efficiency, according to Ken Palm. 8th in adjusted defensive efficiency. Baylor, on the other hand, slightly better on offense. 3rd in adjusted offensive efficiency. But this Baylor defense isn't the best by any means. You know, 28th in adjusted offensive efficiency. Um, you know, not great coming into the Final Four. And Houston just does a really good job rebounding the basketball. 39.8% off the offensive glass. Baylor only pulling down 36.6% off the offensive glass. Um, and while Baylor does shoot the ball better, you know, a 56.5 effective field goal percentage for them. Um, Houston's actually the number one team in the country as far as effective field goal percentage defense goes. You know, only allowing their opponents to 43.3 effective field goal percentages um, in their games. Um, so, you know, Houston does have that next caliber. I mean, Houston does a good job knocking down their free throws. 73.4% from the free throw line for them. Baylor only hitting 70.1% from the free throw line. Um, Houston also does a better job not turning the ball over, only turning it over on 16.1% of their possessions, while his Baylor teams turn it over on 16.7% of theirs. 
And while I love this Baylor team, I would love to be on this Baylor team in this game. Um, and I really honestly want this Baylor team to win this game because I really want to see Gonzaga Baylor. I just can't get off this Houston team. You know, it honestly comes down to the fact that we've seen we've seen it time and time again in the final four. The teams that are good on offense and good on defense tend to win games, tend to cover spreads. Um, and to be quite honest, this Houston team is just a much better team on defense than this Baylor team. Um, you know, they're very comparable on offense, but when it comes to defense, I think Houston gets the edge here in this game. Um, I wouldn't be shocked to see Houston actually win this game. Um, but I would also be perfectly fine if Houston covers the five and Baylor wins the game. Honestly, that would be that would be my most most happy scenario. Um, but obviously, that's that's a, a five point margin of victory is a you know is a hard is a hard thing to try to cheer for, especially in a Final Four. Um, but needless to say, like Houston plus the five in this one. For the second game, get UCLA taking on Gonzaga. And Gonzaga comes into this one as the biggest, as 14 and a half point favorites, which is the biggest uh, Final Four favorite since the expansion of the tournament in 1985, um, which is absolutely ridiculous. A 14 and a half point favorite in the Final Four. Um, I mean, that's just insane. You know, Gonzaga comes into this team, this game as the obvious number one team in the country, 30 and 0 on the season. UCLA 22nd in the hot tip at rankings, 22 and 9 on the season. So they have climbed up um, the rankings here a little bit. Um, um, in the tournament, um, obviously with less teams playing, that definitely helps helps them climb. Um, but UCLA has done a decent job shooting the basketball, but just not as good as Gonzaga. You know, they've hit 36.9% from beyond the arc. Gonzaga hitting 37.1%. UCLA also doing an okay job shooting free throws, 71.7% from the free throw line. Gonzaga, though, slightly better, 17, 73.5%. Um, and really what stands out to me most here, Gonzaga, the best shooting team in the country, a 61% effective field goal percentage, which is just an absolutely insane stat line. Um, UCLA, a whole 10% less than that, 51.6 effective field goal percentage for them. Um, and both these teams do do a good job not turning the basketball over. Gonzaga only turns it over on 16.1% of their possessions. UCLA turning it over on 15.8% of theirs. Um, but I think what really comes down, the biggest selling point I have for this game Gonzaga is just the better team on both sides of the basketball. First in adjusted offensive efficiency, according to Kim Palm. Um, UCLA, not terrible at 13 by any means. Third, I mean, 13th in adjusted offensive efficiency um, is very good. But UCLA does kind of struggle on defense. 45th in adjusted defensive efficiency, um, which is the worst out of any of these Final Four teams. Um, Gonzaga, on the other hand, comes into this game fifth in adjusted defensive efficiency. So, um, you know, Gonzaga, straight up, just the better teams on both sides of the basketball. And yeah, 14 and a half points is a crazy spread to cover, um, especially especially in a Final Four game like this. But you look at this Gonzaga team, Gonzaga has won all of their tournament games here by at least like 20 points. They've only lost one game the entire season by less than double digits. The, the loss to West Virginia was the only game the entire season where they didn't win by double digits, um, which is just insane to think. You know, granted, okay, people are going to argue the West Coast Conference is down, um, but come on, we've seen them blow out every team in their path here in the tournament. We saw them, you know, blow out Kansas early in the season, blow out Iowa, you know, um, beat West Virginia. So, I mean, there's they played good teams in the non-conference. You can't deny that. Um, and this Gonzaga team is just the straight up the best basketball team I feel like I've ever watched. Definitely the best basketball team I've watched this season. So um, I, I don't see any way that I can't ride with Gonzaga here. Minus the 14 and a half. Um, it's a huge number for the Final Four, but I don't think Gonzaga honestly has really any problem covering this. So, like Gonzaga, minus the 14.5 to close out the Final Four picks. And that about wraps it up. 
for today's episode. Um, make sure you head over to the website to check out what the computer model likes for the final four here. Also, MLB season started the other day. Got computer model picks up on the website for that. Plus, the daily show kind of transitioning over into the MLB um, on on days when we don't have college basketball here. So um, definitely go check out those episodes here in the next coming days. Um, and as well as NBA and NHL picks up on the website. Um, and it's, of course, the results for all of those always posted on the website. <clears throat> if you're not following me at Hot Tip Bets on at Hot Tip Bets Chris on Betstamp, make sure you follow me there. Get early access to all my picks. Um, also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Hot Tip Bets Chris. Stay up to date on what all I'm doing. Um, make sure you're following the Hot Tip Bets main account, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. If you're watching this here on YouTube, make sure you hit that like button. Subscribe to the channel so you don't miss any future uploads. Um, most importantly, drop a comment down below. Let me know who you're taking in tonight's Final Four game. Games, and I will see you guys all later.